Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Goodbye, University. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another call with Janice and Ming. Uh, we are both really, really excited about this call. And right before the recording started, Janice was saying, this is the call. This is, if you master this, this is it. And um, for me, love is such an amazing topic. And for my personal journey, love has just been a journey of literally falling in love with myself. And I think it was something that Jeanette said to me, last year that kind of really propelled it for me and it kind of, you know, speeded up my journey to that. But, and I was doing a dog walk this morning and um, it was interesting, you know, Whitney Houston's song that came out years and years ago, I found the greatest love of all inside of me. And I remember when that song came out, I thought, well, what an odd song. But it just came back to me and I was kind of like, you know, she got it back then. So what I wanted to do first is I kind of did a little bit of research on love, and I wanted to share what Abraham has to say, what A Course in Miracles says, and what Bashar had to say about it, and then we're going to hear from Spirit, from Janice, on what Spirit has to say about love. So I was watching this video that just kind of popped up in my you know, radar when I was looking for things about love, and I really loved what... Um, Esther was sharing about this, and she was saying somebody was in the hot seat and asking about love, and so she said, well, the perfect recipe for love is, I like you pretty good. Let's see how this goes. Love is a feeling of love. When you are loving, offering love, you are in perfect vibrational alignment to source. The absence of love is painful. The emotion of love is an indicator of alignment. If you apply this to any subject or relationship, no matter what it is, the emotional scale on the end feels like love is your freedom and empowerment perception. How you perceive is tied to the feeling of alignment. So in most relationships, especially in the beginning, both are more in alignment because you're looking positively. You're finding the best in each other, and that is aligning to source. When you love, you are in alignment. When you say you don't love me like you used to, but it was never your job to do that. So get so consciously aware the way you feel is what you are focused on. With deliberate thoughts, close that gap of who you are and who you truly are. Don't hold people in that position so that you feel better. Nobody can do that. Practice under all conditions to feel good. Come into vibrational alignment and then let the law of attraction bring you a relationship. Then you get the benefit of being joyously together. So if it's a soulmate, whatever, you have met someone that they come forward with the same vibrational intentions, those that join you. In fact, everyone is your soulmate in one way or another, meeting someone where you feel that you are coming home. When you are in alignment with who you truly are, that person will come. If someone comes that makes you want to spit nails, doesn't that sound like Esther? They are reflecting back to you a lack of connection. Let's go forth and have a meaningful experience. 
Sometimes there's some contrast, but bringing you both back into alignment. Now, Course in Miracles Made Easy said, in a special relationship, we single out a person, object, or ideology to be the source of our happiness. We believe we are empty, alone, needy, or defective, or our life is dull, meaningless, painful, or filled with drama. Then we bestow a person or external object with the power to save us from sense of lack and make us happy. The idea that you complete me is the definitive maxim of this special relationship. The belief that someone else can complete you implies that you are incomplete. This self-image is the root of cause of all emotional pain because it is untrue. You are not incomplete and no one can complete you. You are eternally, undeniably whole. The fatal flaw in the you complete me formula is that if someone has the power to complete you by doing what makes you happy, he or she has the power to render you once again incomplete by withdrawing the behavior that validates you. While that you complete me is the maxim of this special relationship, the belief that someone else can complete you. So you are, okay, I repeated that part already. So here's, Okay, here it is. While being with your completer feels heady and exhilarating, if the relationship tanks, you crash to the depths of despair and you feel lonelier than ever. If receiving a phone call from him sends you to heaven, waiting by the phone when he doesn't call sends you to hell. If you are in love with the way she looks, when her looks change, you will fall out of love. If his declaration that you make his life worth living makes you feel secure, the day he chooses to go fishing with his buddies will leave you feeling worthless. So true love stories never have endings. All relationships are potentially true love stories. When you recognize the gifts they bring, you will thank everyone who has walked by your side for a moment or a lifetime, and all of your relationships will bless you forever. Love is where you are because love is what you are. Your blessings proceed from heaven without interruption. You thought you were here to get stuff, prove yourself, and find people to love you. Instead, you are here to get peace. Be yourself and find people to love. You thought you were here to fix the world, but instead you are here to appreciate what is before you and see the world through new eyes. You thought you were here to teach, but while you are here to learn, ultimately teaching and learning are one. You cannot teach without learning and you cannot learn without teaching. When you teach only love, then you learn only love. You are here to transform the world by changing your thoughts about the world and who you are in it. You are a loving being living in a universe founded in love. Remember but this, and you will master the only lesson you are here to learn. Then you will teach it constantly without even trying. Teach only love, for that is what you are. I love this also when they said, um, how do you increase spiritual love in your life? So what you do is you go for the source of it, and you realize that source can never be outside you, that it must be revealed from within. So you travel nowhere to get more spiritual love, nowhere because it's here. There is nowhere to go because it's in your heart. So being present and seeing the people and circumstances in your life with curious eyes, fresh eyes, revealing a shining love that was there all along. So it's available when you look at your life with that smile. So go for real love instead. Or put at least inner spiritual love alongside your pursuit of outer love. Real love is the essence of what you want and what you seek, is it not? So. If you want chocolate, donuts, cupcakes, the essence you seek is sweetness. You really want sweetness. If you want to travel, if you want a home in Switzerland, a private yacht, the essence you seek is freedom. If you want to meet someone special, feel attractive, or connect, the essence you want is love, spiritual love. 
which doesn't discriminate in contrast to human love that takes or needs. Again, so what you are seeking for, what you are looking for in life is love. But since you are love, we could say your desire is life itself. Your desire is for you. Capture the feeling of being yourself and you will feel like you are flying. And I love what um, Bashar said. Somebody asked Bashar, you know, what love is. And he said, love is all there is. Everything is made of love. What you recognize as the vibration of love is the actual fabric of creation. That is what you call love. And so they asked, so you're saying that love is God? And Bashar says, yes. Well, what is that made of? Love. Just of love or is it an energy? And Bashar said, it is one and the same idea. He said, you can have an expression in an emotional form that you also may call love. The idea simply is, however, that the primal essence of all that is is also the idea of the essence of love itself, the fabric itself of creation. So recognize this. The idea of something above, let us say to be in your terminology, above physicality, does not express or experience an emotion in the same way you do. It simply knows. It simply is. What it knows and what it is is love because everything is made of love. All things already exist. All you are doing is tuning yourself into the level of reality in which it already exists. It is not anything that is done. All creation already exists. It is that you are tuning in to the level upon which the reality you desire already exists. The love is the substance and the motivator. It's always self-perpetuating. That is creation. So those are my notes on love. And I, I, when I was talking to Janice about this, and it was kind of like, wow, well, same thing that Janice was going to share today. So I'll let you take over, Janice. Welcome, everyone. Um, as I was telling me earlier, I actually think this topic is probably the most important topic on this earth for humans to master as we speak. It is the key to completion. It's, it's the complete to effortless manifestation. It's actually the um, key to completing the self so much that you slow down the aging. Um, so though I know patronizing earth, there is a duality to love, human love versus spiritual love. Today, I really just want to talk about the spiritual love because that's what has to be mastered by all humans on earth if they choose to evolve and do their own personal ascension. Um, I think, number one, it means um, being one with source as well as one with self, to know the self, to own the self, to love the self, to define the self. And what I've realized in the altruistic love, it's really not an intense emotional love. It's sort of a... Just we, a kind of love where we wish everyone well and ourselves well, not based on um, human expectations or differences. So I think the key to ascension is uh, mastering self-love. It's the key to everything. It's like putting on these magical glasses that um, you um, support everyone, you nurture everyone, um, you talk kind to everyone, you speak your truth kindly to everyone. It's the gift that you give yourself. 
um, because as Ming was saying, you cannot hand that responsibility to another person. They'll for a while make you happy, and then if, if they don't do what you want, then for a while you think they made you miserable. So really, if there was a magic pill that I would give all humans on earth as we speak, is that they, with no guilt and with commitment, um, decide to master oneness with source, oneness with self, and um, unconditional love for the self. It's those glasses that when you look through, you see everything else on this earth through. So, um, so I agree. Humans might say, oh, that's easier said than done, but it is necessary. If you want to live happy, healthy, abundant, content, complete, independent, um, you have to give this gift to yourself because no one else can and no one else will. Mm -hmm. They're doing it for themselves as you nurture and support them that they do it for themselves. So I'll have to say when you look, I agree, when you look for someone else to complete you and to make you happy, then you're totally giving away your power. And ascension is about independence and personal power and oneness with source. So I think between a human saying, I am, I am willing to take the responsibility and commitment to know and own and define my life, figure out what makes me happy, and do it as I'm connected to source, there is no better gift that you can give to yourself. And... I do not believe a person will live a happy, content, complete life until they master that. Mm. I love that. I love that, Janet. Also, I so think the gift, to, okay. the gift to yourself is then to teach it by example. I mean, you, you if you were saying we can't be teachers on earth, which, but I think the best gift is to teach by example, to to live a life so content that others will walk up to you and say, you look fabulously happy, healthy, abundant, content, complete. How did you do it? And how can I copy you? Mm. Right, right. So Nancy has a question, Janice. She said, what, does you, what do you mean by patronizing Earth? I think patronizing Earth at this moment means um, buying into the human mistruths that are told to us as we speak, that um, um, doing for others will make the self happy. Um, to to um, as as um, she, as Ming was saying that um, you look to others for happiness. You look to others for your source of supply rather than be one with source and be your own source of supply. So patronizing Earth is that duality that we were talking about. But for the purpose of the show, it would be nice if there really was no duality, that there's only only uh, universal love, spiritual love, unconditional love, altruistic love, not hinged on perspective or performance in humans when I say patronizing humanness 
that's because they assign so much to love. If you love me, you do this. And this is what people do when they love each other. Love is just a feeling. And it's that feeling of no one completes you. And it's that feeling that you didn't come to earth to complete someone else. The only one that completes the self is the self. So we'll say anything other than altruistic love is patronizing humanness. Does that make sense? Mm. I'm asking Nancy. Does that make more sense? Or is she and she's asking, is that like buying into muggle thinking? Is that buying into level thinking? Oh, she says here, this is why it wasn't oh. registering. I didn't apply muggleness to the entire planet just to those who choose to think that way. Um, and and so, the, and the question is? She's, I think she's just trying to understand the, whenever you say patronizing earth. Well, a couple examples of patronizing earth is when one, humans think one gender is better, one race is better. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, are, kind of that sounds like muggle thinking. Yes, yes, yes. True. That's what she was asking. So oh, yeah. like the muggle. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then she also wrote Neville talks about us being one. So when we imagine bad things for others, we're bringing that energy on ourselves. Yes, that is true. True. And so and. Uh, someone who is one with source and puts self first and is so happy and content and complete, not only would they not think to define others or have agenda for others, but they wouldn't even allow or be connected to people that define them or have agenda for them. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, right. and why I think this is very important to master because it is the key to freedom, as you were saying, um, that it brings freedom. It mm-hmm. It is the key to mastering the game of earth spiritually, and it is the key to ascension. Anything else, I suspect, is just patronizing earth. Though we're on earth and we do have material things, a lot of people connect material things with love. All levels of love on earth have material things. You came to earth with nothing, you'll leave with nothing, and you can play with them while you're here. But the real journey is the journey of mastering the game of earth spiritually and and with that creating freedom and with that mastering the magic. Right. That's true. It is it is definitely a sense of freedom and magic when you come into that place of alignment of self love and you know, loving yourself. And uh, I have to say that it's definitely, it's a wonderful place to be. It's a lovely feeling when you know you don't need others, that your connection with source will always provide what you need, that your connection with source will bring you such joy that um, you always have health and you um, have joy. So, Again, that is the gift to the self, and it is the key to mastering the game of earth spiritually. Mm-hmm. 
And a soul that's very happy and content, it doesn't feel like defining others. It's life is, my life is so busy defining myself that my life that I don't actually care to define others. But others who desire to define my life, I just ignore it because it doesn't match vibrationally, so I let it go. Right. And it is appropriate to be that selfish. And that's another ma- pill that I would give everyone, a magic pill, that it is appropriate to be that selfish. It's appropriate to do it for yourself because no one else will. It's appropriate to do it for yourself so you can be an example to others. It's a profound commitment. It's easier said than done when it's uh, while a human is walking this earth, but it is essential. It has to be mastered to master the game of earth spiritually, to have a magical, effortless, healthy, happy, abundant life. You need no one, just your connection to source. Right. Sorry, TalkShoe kicked me out, so I had to dial right back in. <laughs> did that to me last time. But anyway, yes, I, I, you know, I agree. I remember when you and I were talking, you were saying something about being in a relationship, and I was telling you that currently I'm not in a relationship, but I don't feel the need to be. I feel actually very happy, and um, whether one comes or not, I'm open or whatever, but you know, I'm not looking for it, and, you know, right now my journey is with me. And I remember you said something about your husband, and you were saying that you, what was the word you used? You said you don't compromise. I never you, compromise. Right, but you, you well, said something else. I was happy before him. I'm happy with him. But in, but if he walked out tomorrow, walked in tomorrow and said, I'm out of here, though he's adorable, I would be happy without him because I don't feel I need him. Yeah. I, I enjoy him and I like him here, but I don't feel like I need him. And, and in my conversations with Spirit, I remember many times they said, never compromise. And I had to ponder and figure out what that meant when they said, my job, my personal job with my, for myself is to go, negotiate every day a fabulous life. So, um, and then if I ever got to a day where I couldn't negotiate with my husband um, a fabulous life, I would bless him and release him and move on and negotiate a new fabulous life. And it is so freeing to be able to do that, that to know that every day according to spirit, is an opportunity to negotiate a fabulous life. So they have said never compromise, always negotiate. And yes, if the day comes that um, you're negotiating something that just can't be negotiated, you let it go. You let the person go or you let the situation go. Because because never will I accept an, an ethical situation in my life. And I, at the moment, have a lovely partner who um, never tells me what to do and is always supportive. Um, 
but if say there was a day come that we were negotiating something and he couldn't be supportive and we had to compromise, that would be the day I go because Spirit has definitely said, never compromise, always negotiate the most fabulous life you can every day till you leave this earth. Right. That's awesome. I love that. And Nancy's writing in chat, it's not fun being in a relationship with someone who doesn't appreciate us. And so true. I mean, my last relationship, so, I outgrew, you know, so off he went. <laughs> and, and in your case, you didn't even have a traumatic event that you um, had to renegotiate. Um, you just honored that you vibrationally grew apart. And with and so you blessed and released it and moved on to the most authentic next most authentic chapter in your life so um that that often happens um but if yes it is nice to be appreciated by a partner but i appreciate myself so much that if he didn't that's okay <laughs> that nice. i love that i love nice that to me because <laughs> Because I, I appreciate that. me and I love me, and and it, uh-huh. and when I say it's all about me, I mean it. <laughs> it is all about uh-huh. me. And yes, I will still be kind and honest and supportive to others, but um, but I have learned from spirit never compromise. Uh-huh. Yes, I agree. I love that journey too. Well, we can open it up if anybody has any comments or questions. Might be a short call. That's fine. Hi, Ming and Janice. It's Amina. Hey, Amina. Hi. I finally got to catch you all live, and I am so glad that this is the call I caught you live for. I just wanted to... um, Thank you, guys. I mean, these are concepts that I'm familiar with, but it was a, such a good reminder to hear it again. And then, um, I mean, you know, this is not going to surprise you at all, but my very first self-love experience when I finally uh, got up the nerves to blog about it, I talked about Whitney Houston's greatest love of all and Oh, how I, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and <of> course, <laughs> I, I think I wrote something along the lines of um, I knew every word to that song, but up until I had this specific life experience, I really didn't get it. So I thought that was interesting. But um, that is just, funny. Yeah, and Janice, I just loved your, your share with your partner because that, you know, is, um, is beyond where I currently am. So just it was nice to hear that and a good reminder and also something I can uh, continue to work towards. So just wanted to thank you guys. Thank you, Amina. Well, you are love. When I I describe you, I just say Amina is love. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Energy and soul. That's the story that your energy and soul tell. And that's another thing that I think it's wise to mention this. We put out our story in our aura. And if we put that we are so independent, content, and complete that we do not need anyone, um, that's the story other people will read from our aura. So if a human, human bumps into your aura, 
they'll they if they're looking for more of a human person, they'll read your aura and say, oh no, she probably wouldn't tolerate my <laughs> bullshit. So so then they'll just walk on, and then another person will come into your auric space and they'll be of higher vibration and they'll say, oh, I'm content and complete. And then they'll bump into your auric space and it will say, oh, she's independent and content and complete. That's who I will pick as my friend or my partner. So, yes, it is the story that we believe is the vibration of the story in our auric space. So, so even without saying a word, you are walking around every day telling the story, telling your story, even without words everyone who bumps into your auric space. It will be telling your story to your boss of um, what you, what situations you'll tolerate at work or, um, or it will be even telling stories, telling the story to your children, what you will tolerate from your children. So really, um, this is such a profound subject and topic to get everyone on earth to understand that um, they do have to own the obligation of um, defining and composing and creating the self and being responsible for the self's vibration, responsible for the self's learning. And um, because physics is, you get what you put out. Mm-hmm. And really the humans, that are walking, the humans that are walking around this earth in situations that they're not happy with, they co-created it. No one on earth is a victim that way in owning and defining the self and the commitment to the self. If you give away your power, you chose to. Um, and so... Again, I really wish there was a magical pill that all humans would take today on this first day of summer. They would take this pill, and from that moment on, though there are on Earth with other humans, it will be a journey, their journey that they walk and own themselves and um, accept responsibility. And if a human was to ever say, as my mother used used to say years ago, oh, I can't. Because of your father. And I would say, not true, not true. That um, I was teaching a workshop and we were doing our I allow and I am affirmations. And, and I was, oh. I saw my mother wasn't writing. And, and it was a part of the workshop where we define ourselves, assess and define ourselves. And she wasn't writing. And I said to her, don't you have anything to say? And she said, well, I have lots of things that I'd like to write down, but... I can't have them because of I have your father in my life, and I had to work on with her one on one with that. That that's not true. Nobody limits the self but the self, and nobody frees the self but the self. Right, right. So Renee wrote in chat. She says, "I find this a real difficult subject. Truly, to love myself feels so against everything I've learned in my life." I have kids, husband, and animals who I love very much, but how not to compromise is interesting to give a go. And it is so true, Renee, because it has been a, I wouldn't say it has been an easy journey for me. I i feel like I only just mastered this 
like last year. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it feels really good to get there. So uh, just self-love is, is one place to really start. And that is, like Janice was saying, sometimes it might look like it's being selfish, but it's not. And Jeanette's written a blog, and she's written a book about um, self-love, too, and it may it's not being selfish. It might feel like it to others or whatever, but it's definitely not. It's putting yourself first. And truly, when we do put ourselves first, we find that time and everything else opens up for our our families, our children, our animals. That's been my experience. So what do you say, Janice? Well, I, I agree that I think that is a classic example of what you were talking about in that yin-yang thing of uh, the human love and agenda, the human aspect versus the spiritual altruistic aspect of love, that um, that forever humans were told a lie that you should love others more than yourself. Um, even though pretty much through my life it's been all about me with no with no guilt, I did nurture and raise children. Um, I, I was the mom. I was the boss. I see often nowadays people get that a little confused where it looks like the children run the household. But, um, and... I tried to nurture them and empower them, but still, and teach them, but it was me first. And so um, I I don't see this new dynamics of uh, commitment to self and self first as a deviation to um, how to pull things off fabulously on earth. I'll, I'll say in meditation, you will have to find a way to release that mistruth in your life that um, that it's others first than you. Cause, and for eons and centuries, I'm sure women have been told that. I think it's interesting to watch what happens in third world countries. As I was reading an article about Saudi Arabia today, and those women from birth never heard spiritual truth. Never oh. heard they were equal. Never heard they were equal to every other human being on this earth. Never or equal oh. to the men in their country. So I do agree. When you are born, you are at the mercy of the society around you. But at some point, spirit brings you, brings people the knowingness that they, from that moment on know that have heard that they are equal to all human beings and from that moment on it's their free choice to decide what to do with that so i had husbands and bosses and children and friends and everything and it's always been about me and though i did those human things so that goes back to i believe what spirit said years ago was it's not what you do it's how you do it Yes, I've had human jobs. Yes, I have um, worked with bosses. I've done all the human things everybody else does, but um, it was all about me first. And I do remember walking away from a human job when I had a boss that said something so horribly dysfunctional that mm. when I heard that, I thought, I that, that's not truth to me. And so I had to walk away. So I think the strength that comes from 
knowing only defining mastering completing the self is i do not let others treat talk to me terribly and i would never think to talk to someone else in a rude terrible manner and so i realized when it's all about the self and you become clear on the self and you stop limiting the self and when you unlimit the self you still get to do the same human things. I still shop. I still work with people. I still everything that other humans do. But the me who's doing it um, is free versus I can stand next to somebody else at a gas station and I can look in their auric space and I can tell the person next to me doing the exact same human thing that I'm doing has bought into earthly mistruth. So, so really, this transformation has nothing to do with the things you do. It has to do with how you do them. Mm, right. Make sense? If I had a husband who didn't, who thought for some odd reason that they didn't have to talk nice to me, I wouldn't have that husband. I wouldn't have that boss. I wouldn't have that friend. And I've had to let go of family members for the exact same reason. So my mother used to say, she's your sister. She should do this or that for you. And I would say to my mother, well, she isn't nice to me. And I'm not around people who aren't nice to me. It's sad that it's my sister, but I don't allow that from anyone. So a human thing with human love is, there are people that you should let be mean or dysfunctional to you in, in spirit with it. The answer is no, no one. Not a boss, not a husband, not a friend, not a family person. No right. one. Right. Sometimes it is our families. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, Nancy said that's another big one, disrespectful family members. I've recently let go of some connections because of that. For decades, my mother guilted me into staying connected with them. Yeah, my brother, I mean, my little, the youngest brother, he is the one that set an example in my family. He actually didn't speak to my parents for three years. And what was interesting is after that, let me tell you, my parents will go out of their way to make sure, you know, the relationship is good and clear and, and um, you know, so he, he, he practiced a lot of self-love. He was actually one of my examples and he's like 13 years younger than me, but yeah, so. Well, I remember chatting with Spirit, and I said, well, how do you suggest? How, give me an example from Spirit of how, how you'd want me to approach this. And they said for me to say, uh, my door and my arms are always open when you want to be kind, loving, supportive, and nurturing in my life. But and, until you want to do that, bless you on your journey. Right. Does anyone else have any comments, questions? 
this is a good good conversation. I like this. Uh, this is Renee. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, first time calling in, so quite exciting. Nice. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm completely new at this, and um, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to call in. Um, and uh, I think at at the journey where I'm at the moment, this is a very important key for me to start. Uh, but I have no idea how to uh, how to take the first step. So I I listened and I I heard you know asking questions during meditation, um, but. Um, I think a lot of the uh, it has a lot to do by accepting myself with the decisions I make. I think uh, how do I check in with myself that I it's something I can stand for and 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 build on so that you know I can start building the foundation uh, strongly, so to say. I think one of the best things in meditation is to forgive yourself, to take off the sweaters of the past and realize that you're not perfect and no one's perfect. So everyone then starts out on a flat same level. So um, because there is no perfect person on earth. So then your story to yourself is I'm going to be then the the perfect me I can be. Um, I think... It is to be conscious that every opportunity that you have to speak your truth kindly, that you own it and accept it and do it. Meaning if somebody says something to you and the, and the normal self would be just to um, say nothing or ignore it, a first step is I'm always going to speak my truth kindly. and. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done, but we. But I realize we often have that moment where we have to force ourselves to step past the old comfort zone. Yes, that's definitely how it feels. <laughs> but um, I, I'm willing to do it. I, I know I'm at that at point, but um, it, it sounds all very, very daunting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago. Years ago when I had a boss ask me to say something really rude about someone else and ask me to do something that, as a spiritualist, I know wasn't appropriate, I said to him, then I'm not the employee that you need because I'm not going to do that just because it brings the company money. I will not disrespect people or take advantage of people just to make the company money. And... I so I said to him, I'm not the employee that you need and he then said, I guess you're not and so I just remember walking out thinking, Oh my god, I quit my job but it feels so good but I quit my job but it feels so good and here's the thing that when you t- are courageous enough to take those steps, the universe rewards you so fabulously because um I think it was the day after that I got a letter from the University of Utah, and I was accepted into a program at the U, and the next day somebody offered me a part-time job as I was going oh. to school. So what? So when you risk to master the game of Earth spiritually, 
the universe knows it's hard for humans. They know that you've been told these mistruths forever. And when they see that you were courageous enough to risk to master the game of Earth spiritually, they reward us effortlessly, magically, because they don't want to take a moment where you've tried to break the rules from Earth rules and do something unique and fabulous and then not reward you. So the physics of the universe is when you risk to master the game of Earth spiritually, they reward us. That's been a saving grace, too. Oh, awesome. I will keep that in mind. (laughs) Yeah, good, Renee. Yeah, I I would just add just baby steps, you know, just be gentle, be loving to yourself. And like Janice said, be kind to yourself and just forgive yourself too. Just let take yourself off the hook. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, I think is real key. It's funny, Janice. The same thing happened to me at a job. You you triggered a lot of interesting memories for me today. I was working in a pharmacy in Burbank, California. One of my very first jobs when I first graduated, and they wanted me to give lesser supplies to people that had less insurance. And I was just like, what? And and I didn't even know that they did this, these pharmacies, right? So if you had really good health insurance, you would get the top-notch, you know, tubing that you needed for the, you know, antibiotics that we were sending out. And if you didn't have the top-notch insurance, then you would get a really cheaper tubing. And that just went against everything that it just did not feel good to me at all and let me tell you I didn't stay at that job much longer either and what opened up for me actually was my job that I stayed at for 25 years so if anybody says anything to you to make you and it hurts and or makes you feel that it's not right then that is the moment. There's a moment where you think, will I say nothing or will I say something? And me being me, I would always say something, which is probably why the universe now has me just work for them because in the the many jobs I've had, almost every single one has asked me to do things, either asked me to do things or treated me in an unauthentic way. Right. Yep. I guess I work for Universe too. Yay. <laughs> Nancy says in chat, meditation and lots of quiet time helps us remember who we are. So when something feels off, it becomes obvious to us. And when we practice putting others ahead of us, it takes quiet alone time to reset that skill, the skill of listening to our inner guidance. And absolutely, absolutely true. So, True, and even right. that shows that it always goes back to the self, self in meditation, right. self querying the self, self assessing how you feel when somebody says something. I mean, always everything goes back to the self, which is so odd because on Earth we were taught others first than self, and then when you really think about everything in the spirit with the spiritual glasses, it. Everything goes back to the self. Though you're on earth, everything goes back to the self. Right. Yay. I love this. It is the, it's the key that unlocks everything. 
That's why this is the most important show because what you when you master this, it affects relationships, it affects jobs, right. it affects your contentment, it affects your health, it affects your money, it affects everything. This really is the base of everything. And yes. it's the most important topic. I totally agree. It is definitely the key. Awesome. Does anybody else have any comments or questions? May I ask a question? Uh, oh. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Ming. Hi, hi Janice. Hi, Ming. Um, hi. Yeah, got got an interesting question. Um, I just had a thought. Um, when, when I was thinking about self-love, because I've read Jeanette's e-book, The Art of Self-Love, um, when, when somebody wants to use self-love to achieve a very big goal, um, no matter how big or how small it is, how, how, do they, how can they use that uh, self-love to achieve it? Well, once you know from your heart and soul that it is the, the, one of the most authentic expressions of you, meaning a goal that is fabulous for you, how I handle it is I usually go talk to spirit and tell them, this is what I want you to help me with. And they do. I think the biggest step was being clear what was an authentic expression of me. And usually once I'm in meditation or talking to myself and I am clear on what I want, I always go right to spirit. I never really take it to another human because humans are too human. <laughs> and so I Makes take sense. it right to spirit so they can do their magic and bring it to me. Yes. Agreed. And Guillaume, it's like, yes, you're practicing the self-love, so just keep practicing. And I do believe the universe will deliver to you what you do yeah. desire, right? And when you are in alignment to your desires, that's when it starts to come. It's just like money. When we're in alignment with money and we're in that vibration, right, then we align to it and then it comes. And then, you know, we're not, we learn to not be attached to it either, right? So then it'll just happen when the way it's yeah. supposed to happen or it'll happen when and we let go. I mean, that's, that's what's worked for me in my personal because, experience. And like what you were saying, we're not attached to it. Yes, I know that as a spiritualist, things will not make me happy. I make me happy. But I'm still on this earth and I'm, I'm allowed to play with things and express myself humanly. So, um, so I run with that one too. I know I can have all that I ask for. And um, I know I am worthy of everything. Um, and then people might say, well, why don't you have a huge mansion? Because I don't want a huge mansion. I just have an adorable little house that I love with the deck and flowers and kitties and dogs. But if I felt, if I honestly felt within myself that I, that having a mansion would assist me in the next levels of my life, I would allow it. Uh-huh. So that truly is you turning out the world's agenda for you. To to know the self is to own the self. And I think meditation is for two things. Meditation is for sitting in stillness so that you can assess and define the self. And then meditation is for sitting in stillness 
as you sit in that stillness and connect with source. So it's really just a way to put us back on track with ourselves. Makes perfect Great. sense. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else have anything they want to share or ask? I do. <laughs> I want to say that if you have someone around you who is not being nice, and that does fit every situation still, employment or family or friends, it is up to the self to renegotiate that situation, to say to, to say to other humans what is acceptable and not acceptable. And that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But I've heard spirits say, well, we never said it was easy. We said it was possible. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you become negotiating. Um, But if someone, you're not in charge of others, and if someone decides that it's still within their right to be disrespectful and not nurture you and treat you, supportively and lovingly, you walk away. You just walk away. Bless them on their journey and walk away and restart your life again fabulously. Right. Nancy asks, how do we not compromise without contention? Well, that is, I mean... We are in charge of our words. We are in charge of the tone we say them. I think the, mm-hmm. I think that's like saying, how do we negotiate kindly versus not kindly? Well, I'm going to tell you something the other side said. Well, negotiating not kindly is better than not negotiating, but negotiating kindly is better than negotiating not kindly, if that makes sense. So... Um, So I guess it's levels of empowerment. But here Uh is a true thing. Did you think you could come to earth and negotiate with people, renegotiate with people who had an agenda for you that they shouldn't have and not expect a little contention? I mean, I've had contention with 16-year-old daughters. Uh (laughs) And I've had a little bit of contention, a little bit. But I never really get into the really big arguing, hollering. Mostly I just say, um, you, you can, a kind no is, means just as much as an angry no. Mm-hmm. So you just train yourself to not be sucked into the contention. Right. I say come from love, right? Yes. So, yes. And again, that just takes practice, but. And that's something I've been practicing myself lately, you know, loving or showing love to somebody that isn't quite lovable <laughs> at that moment in time. But it, And again, then the, a way that Spirit told me that made it a lot easier was that those who get angry, they have the... And they have the disease of humanness. Just think of it as they have a disease and and they're not as much in control of themselves, almost like a human um, dementia or something. I remember when my mother was going through dementia, she had no 
filter or control. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had to realize, as her doctors would mention to me, that that's not the real her. That's the ill her. And, and then oh. I remember the light came on, and it was like, oh, my God, that's the way it is with everybody. Mm, I like that. I'm going to use that, too. <laughs> Thank you, Janice. So I guess many have that, you know, disease of humanness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anger is a disease of humanness. Defining others is a disease of humanness. Um Giving away our power is a disease of humanness. As you were saying, if you give away your power and that person makes you happy, guaranteed tomorrow he will make you unhappy. Mhm. Mhm. Yes. Awesome. Well, like I'm you were saying, it does. It does take practice. Right. It is because it's a habit. You either create right. the habit of playing the game of birth spiritually or, or you have to get rid of the habit of playing the game of birth humanly. So it's changing habits and catching yourself and talking to the self and controlling mm-hmm. the self. Right. Definitely practice for sure. Sure. Well, we're just about at the top of the hour. If anybody has anything else, otherwise we will call it a wrap. I want to thank everybody for joining us, and I want to thank everybody that downloads the calls later. This has been a really, really fun fun one for me. Thank you, Janice, again. You're welcome. And I want to thank everyone for listening because I truly do believe this is the key, self-love. Mm-hmm. Self-mastering is the key to everything. Great. Okay. Thank you all. We'll see you next month. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Janice. Bye. Welcome. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.